0: excited about what I'm going to share this morning. Um, I feel like it's something that everyone can relate to. And I also feel like um, it's something that if you, can, if you can take this on, it could actually move you forward in life from where you currently are. So how's that? Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, so the beginning of it's not going to sound like that, but we're going to go on a journey, okay? Just thought I'd give you that disclaimer. Have you ever felt like life was a bit dry? couple of us. Yeah. Come on, we've all felt a little bit like that. Where life is just a little bit dry. It's, it's unexciting. It may be, um, maybe if not life, a particular area in life just feels like a little bit dead in the water. I think all of us have experienced that. I think, you know, um, th- there's relationships that don't work out and it's kind of like, this is where I was heading and now I'm not, and I'm not sure what to do. It feels a little bit dead in the water. Future plans, you know, things that I had that I thought were, a, you know, a sure thing, and now they're not. And, and it can feel like, mm, I, I don't know, quite no, you know, I don't feel hopeful in that area anymore. I don't feel like this is going to work out for me. And I think the past year, not to, not to mention COVID again, but we're going to mention COVID again, it's been almost a year. Since we, um, since we went into that crazy season called COVID. And, you know, I think all of us experienced on some level um, a little bit of a feeling of, I'm not quite sure what's happening. Uh, plans were postponed or cancelled. Uncertainty you know, we couldn't even plan a trip to New South Wales. Like, we couldn't do anything. And, you know, even at the moment, it's a little bit like, I'd love to, I'm supposed to be planning a trip down there um, in March and I'm I'm talking to the travel agent. It's like, okay, so this is what I want to do. Should I book? Should I not book? What should I do? Should we do this? Should we not do this? Who knows? Who knows what it's going to look like? It's just that, that uncertainty in almost every area of life and it can make life feel a little bit dry, dry and and without sort of vision and hope and you know the great thing I think that happened in COVID was we we actually probably were made more aware of and we learned a lot more about our own mental health and so I think if that is the only thing that came out of COVID then that's a great thing and I think we needed to we needed to learn more because our world shifted in a way that we never ever dreamed that it could and there's no doubt that that in some areas our confidence took a hit. You know, whether you know I know people who had planned to travel overseas to work and that didn't happen, people that had made plans for different things and you know, maybe older people who are retiring and doing, you know, the big trip and that didn't happen, and goodness knows when that's gonna happen. And and it can feel a little bit like mm, I don't really know what's going on in my life, and it can feel a little bit like, you know. Dry bones. You know, life when it feels a little bit, or areas of life where it feels a little bit like dry bones. It's just nothing, there's no meat to it, there's no flesh to it, there's no vision to it, there's no life to it, It just feels a little bit like dry bones. And so I want to talk today about dry bones. And if we look at um, Exodus 37 in the message, I'm just going to read to you this passage of scripture. God grabbed me. God's Spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of an open plain strewn with bones. And He led me around and among them. A lot of bones. There were bones all over the plain, dry bones bleached by the sun. God, the Master, told the dry bones, Watch this. I am bringing the breath of life to you and you'll come to life. I'll attach sinews to you, I'll put meat on your bones, cover you with skin and breathe life into you and you'll come alive and you'll realise that I am God. And I prophesied just as I'd been commanded and as I prophesied, there was a sound and oh, rustling, the bones moved and came together bone to bone. I kept watching, sinews formed, then muscles on the bones, then skin stretched over them, but they had no breath in them. And He said to me, son of man, Can these bones live? And I said, Master God, only you know that. And he said to me, prophesy over these bones, dry bones, listen to the message of God. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, Son of Man, tell the breath, God the Master says, come from the four winds, come breath, breathe on these slain bodies, breathe life. So I prophesied just as as He commanded me and the breath entered them and they came to life and they stood up on their feet, a huge army, a huge army. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of messages that are preached around this, but I want to take a little bit of a different look at this particular passage of Scripture this morning. Because Any area in our life can feel a little bit like a valley of dry bones. Have you ever, yourself, or maybe you've talked to someone, people say to me, you know, constantly, I I didn't think life would look like this at this stage. I kind of felt like maybe I wouldn't be struggling with this at this stage. I kind of felt like I'd be living a different life than I am right now. I, I kind of feel like it's a little bit lifeless or unappealing or or hopeless. So I want to look at this scripture this morning and tell you what I see. And Before we do, I want to actually, you know, when you read the Bible, when you read passages like that, it's really important to look at the context of what God was doing, who He was speaking to and why He was particularly making those comments so that we don't just statically look at something and go, wow, God's saying this. We have to look at everything about it. So let me give you a little bit of context. This is a period in history for the Israelites where they're exiled. So God's people, they're exiled. They're put out of where they felt they should be living. They're disenfranchised. They're not free. They're not free to make decisions. Control has been taken from them. Life as they had known it is just not how it was. Um, they're not living the kind of life they'd been hoping for. They're not living in what they would have considered to be the promises of God in their life, what, what God had spoken over them. They're not living in that. They're just not living in that. They're, they're in slavery, they're in bondage, and they've got no control over their life right now. So life looks very different for them than they would have thought it would. And the fact that there are so many bones, and I had a little bit of a look at images, and I didn't want to put them on the screen because it's pretty confronting, but there are just bones scattered everywhere. They're just everywhere. And the fact that they're scattered and not buried in that particular time in history meant that they were discarded and not given a a proper burial, which actually meant then that they were dishonoured, abandoned, and not respected. You know, I wonder in life, have you ever felt like that, abandoned? you know, maybe dishonoured, not not cared for, not considered, overlooked. Well, that's what this valley was, was all about. They were scattered, strewn all over the place. And what Ezekiel saw was overwhelming. He doesn't talk about skeletons. So what he sees before him isn't even in any sort of form of human. It's just a whole lot of bones. There's like a, there's like a, leg bone over here and an arm bone over here and a skull over here and a bit of spine over there, everything is scattered, which means, you know what? It's just this whole big valley of scattered and it's way past life, it's way past possibility, it's way past um, hope, chalky, bleached by the sun, death wasn't recent This has been dead a long time. The remnants of life, of possibility, of vision, of hope, all gone. I wonder if you've ever looked at an area of your life or a situation you've been in and been like, yeah, I've got no hope for that area. Nothing could ever bring that area back to life. Nothing could ever restore those relationships. You know, nothing could ever bring back that, that passion that I had for this particular area in my life. Have you ever felt like that about an area or a situation? just can't seem to see the point of it anymore. Maybe it's a family thing. You know, sometimes as families, we, we have this beautiful picture and hope about what life and family and future is going to look like, and then it doesn't. And we, it kind of like the vision for it in us kind of dies. Often people say to me, you know, it's just not how I imagined it. You know, like, this is, this was my vision. This was what I looked at. This is how I felt it would go. And, and it doesn't. And it just feels dead in the water. And I, and I don't really know what to do about it. And, and I feel discouraged. And I feel despondent. And I feel like I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we learned in COVID, and I mentioned it before, is the importance of our mental health. And can I just say at this point, you know, the best thing I ever did a number of years ago was go and and get help. That person that I saw didn't solve my problems. but They actually gave me perspective. They got me to step back. They gave me some strategies to deal with the way I was feeling and everything changed. So if you're in the room today and you're like, man, I just feel like that. Can I encourage you? Come talk to one of the team. We've got some great counsellors. In the church itself, we've got some great connections outside of church life. If you should need to do that, that's just a little bit of an aside, but I just wanted to tell you that. I think um, life happens, hey? And even the most optimistic of us struggle to see past that dry bones sometimes in some areas of our life. We just kind of push it aside and don't deal with it. It's kind of like, well, that kind of died, and it's just over there, and it's beyond stinking now because it's just a pile of bones. And there was a time in my life where I I personally experienced so much hurt and disappointment that I coined this saying, I have no expectations on life because if I expect nothing, I can never be disappointed. It sounded so cool to me at the time. Such a terrible way to live. Such a terrible way to live. So what I'm actually saying is I've got no hope for anything. So, you know, anything is good because I have so low expectations. I was actually expecting to be disappointed. So I refused to give myself hope or vision or, or anything in my life in case that it didn't happen. It was easier not to expect it and to expect to be disappointed than to actually have hope. Terrible. So I want to look at Ezekiel 37 and see what we can learn from this vision God gives Ezekiel that we can apply because you know I'm all about the practical, to our lives, to the disappointment, to the hurt, to the areas in our life where we're like, I'm not sure I can get life or hope back in there. Okay, so here's some keys that I feel like I gotta help you with that, that we can apply and start to see life and hope in areas we've given up on. The first thing I see in Ezekiel 37 is this, God took Ezekiel and he identified what he was looking at. He walked him through the valley. I mean, honestly, any dummy could have stood at the edge of the valley and seen it was a valley of dry bones. But Ezekiel talks about God taking him through the valley to look at what was there. And then he's like, what do you see? And sometimes with those areas that we've kind of pushed aside or hidden or or just don't wanna deal with, we actually need to go back and look at them. Okay, what is this? Why did it cause me to react the way that I did? Why do I feel so despondent about it? Why do I feel like there's no life in it? What actually happened here so that I can begin the process of moving through this? He gave him a really good walk through the valley. And I think the first step is to identify it, to take a look at it, to assess it, to get the lay of the land in that area of of dry bones. And what I find interesting here is that Ezekiel took God to it. He didn't do it alone. Sometimes we try and solve everything by ourselves. And you know, I don't think that's the way God ever destined it to be. Because God could have just spoken to that valley of dry bones and it could have all happened and everything could have been wonderful. He didn't need Ezekiel in this picture. But God often uses other people in our lives to bring wisdom, to bring perspective, to walk alongside us, to help us to look beyond what we can see so that we can get a little bit of perspective and identify the things that are limiting us in life. The second thing, and I preached on this a number of weeks ago, but the second thing I see is this, he spoke to the situation. He spoke to it. He changed the narrative Around it. What it was was a valley of dry bones, but when God spoke to it, there became possibility, there became life. Things began to change. And I think our narrative is so very, very important. And the thing that I've noticed in my life is that it kind of sneaks in in little ways that that poor narrative, that that negative way of speaking about life. And I'll give you really very small, but very recent this morning, example on this. So somebody has messed with the order of the traffic lights at the first set of traffic lights I encounter on my way to get my coffee in the morning. Someone has messed with that. So, you know, it used to be that I would pull up and I don't know, maybe there was a sense, of, I don't know how this works and please don't explain it to me because I don't really care. But <laughs> it used to work that I would pull up and then the lights would change. Just recently I've noticed that there seems to be some weird order about this and the people going this way seem to have a lot longer than they should have, even if there's no one there. And so I've been frustrated by this for the last couple of weeks. It has taken me, now come on people, this is Toowoomba, at least one or two minutes longer to get to the coffee shop in the morning to get my coffee. How terrible is that? There's some perspective for you. But It's those little frustrations, right? And I sat there this morning, having written this beautiful message about changing your narrative, and went, oh God, I can't deal with this. This is ridiculous. I can't deal with this. And I felt like God went, I love it when God speaks to me like this. You know, I don't know how He speaks to you. Maybe He's really kind and lovely. And He just kind of goes to me, really? That is your narrative? Really? Uh, Talking about what you're talking today, that's your narrative? And I thought, I need to change my narrative around this. So I'm like, okay, what's a good way of going? I'm stuck at these traffic lights and it's driving me insane. I thought, okay, and I spoke this out. I am needing and learning some obviously much-needed patience in my life and I am happy to embrace the process. I said it. I tried to take it into, and you know what? The problem with, with having a poor narrative is I would sit there, I'd be fuming for the whole two minutes extra that I had to sit there. Then I'd like be stupid. I'd be like, oh, I need to make up the time, and then I'd get the next red light, and then I'd be cranky. I mean, for goodness sake, look, take a step back. Perspective, people. I'm in my car. I'm driving to get coffee that someone else is making for me. Um, I had to change my narrative, And that's where I think it starts to seep in because I'd get cranky then, my narrative would be poor and then everything would be poor after that. Everything I spoke to that, after that point would be poor. So it starts right there. It's so important. And if there's an area in your life that that you feel like is lost and hopeless, if you are speaking lost and hopeless over it, can I say, it's gonna remain that way. But if you can actually get a bit of perspective, maybe get someone like God brought Ezekiel beside you to actually get a bit of perspective and go, yeah, I know I can see what you see, but let's change the way we're speaking about that. Maybe it's just, what did I learn from that? How has that made me a better person? Because you know, the challenges in our lives make us strong. So maybe it's just even looking at it and going, that's actually made me a better person than I was before I went through that. So speak to it. And not only God spoke to it, Ezekiel spoke to it as well. You know, and I think sometimes we're happy for God to speak to it and give mental assent to what God is saying, but sometimes we need to speak to it ourselves. The third thing I see is this, is process. And this is what I think that maybe not you, but I'm not very good at. I'm a little bit impatient. You may have got that from my traffic light story. Um, I'm a little bit impatient. I tend to want things to happen now. I, I, I don't, no, I'm learning, there you go, to be a little bit, more on the process as I get a bit older. And what I see here is there was an order and a process. So they saw the valley of dry bones. And then when God began to do what God was doing, it wasn't like, here we go, here they are. The bones came together first. So the possibility began with the framework. So the bones came together And then the sinews and the muscles were put on, and then the flesh and the skin, and then God breathed life into it. Why? Because if the bones hadn't come together, there was nothing to put skin on, right? If the bones had come together and then the skin went on, it wouldn't have stood because it didn't have the muscles and the sinews. So there's an order and a process to working through things. And I sometimes think we we go to God with something that's been an issue for us for a very long time and we want Him to go, done. And then we're happy because we don't have to go through the process. But in the process, there's strength, there's life, there's flesh. We understand what's going on and then God breathes life in it. We've got to be okay with the process. We've gotta be okay with the process. And it's interesting to me that before there was breath, God asked, can these bones live? So Ezekiel could see what was there. The bones had come together, the muscles and the sinews had come on, the flesh had come, The, the picture of what was possible was in front of him. Still God said, can these bones live? So we can see everything We can want everything, we can be aware of everything, but we need to wait and let God breathe life into it because that's what He wants to do. And I love Ezekiel's reply, only you know this God. And that speaks to me of trusting God. You know, some things in our lives that we'd like to see resurrected, maybe shouldn't be. Some things in our lives that we we would like to to grab back, maybe shouldn't be. So it's wisdom to trust God. God in what he wants to breathe life into it and what he doesn't because we don't want what he's not breathing on right trust in the trust in the lord with all of your heart lean not on your own understanding scripture says some things aren't meant to be brought back to life and we need to wait even if we can see it even if we can see the opportunity for god to breathe life into it and i love this for for life and hope to be revived, when He says breathe life into them, speak over them and listen to the message of God. What is the overriding message of God in your life? It's life, it's hope, it's possibility, it's opportunity, it's faithfulness, it's trust. Those are the, those are the overriding messages of God. He is for you. He's not against you. What He has for you in the future is amazing. And you know, it's life to the full. He has come that we might have life to the full till it overflows. He's not against you. He's not trying to limit you. He's actually wanting to bring hope and life and vibrancy and all the things that we want in our life. That's the overriding message of God. Can I encourage you to look at your life? Yeah, maybe over, not right now, but maybe over the course of the next days, weeks, have a look at those areas in your life that you've lost hope in, the dry bones areas and allow God to, to guide you through and see where life is in that. What life is in that, where hope can be ignited, where the process could begin. And, and I'd encourage you, you can't really do that by yourself. I think doing life with people is the way God purposed us to be. I think our life groups are a great place to start. You know, it's not a person telling us how to do life. That's not life group. It's, a, it's us meeting together and talking about what God is, is showing us and how God is speaking to us and encouraging each other and doing life together. That's why we call them life groups. It's a great place to start. Maybe the things that you're looking at maybe need, maybe a little bit more of a professional viewpoint Again, come talk to us and we can connect you with some people that can help you to do that. What areas in your life are you sitting here thinking about, I need to start speaking differently about that. I need to start looking at that differently. I can remember doing that with our family many years ago um, with some situations and some circumstances that were happening with our kids. And I had lost hope because it wasn't the way I thought it should be. And I remember very simply going, I I refuse to speak death into this. I'm just gonna speak opportunity and life and hope and purpose. And you know, over the years, things, it wasn't immediate, but things have changed and I was happy to go on the journey because it was either dead or go on the journey. And so I began to speak well of this particular circumstance, to speak hope in this circumstance. Oh, I've tried this before and it hasn't hasn't worked for me. Well, maybe this is the time. I'm so hopeful that this is the answer for me. I'm so hopeful that God is, is in this. I'm so glad that it doesn't just rely on me, that God is in this, that God is the God who says things that are impossible can be possible. He's the God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. He's the God of the miracle. He's the God of the things that I don't see. And speak that into those areas of life and those hurts and those disappointments and allow God to begin the process in your life again. Why don't we stand together? I'd love to pray with you today. So maybe as I've been speaking, maybe, maybe, you're like, that, I feel like that's that area in my life. I've been hurt in that area. I, I, I'm, I'm tender or I'm, you know, I'm still kind of hurting in that area. There's, maybe things have come to your mind where you're like, I had long given up hope that anything would change. I want you to just, as I pray today, maybe hold that in your heart. And I wanna speak life and possibility and hope and potential over those areas in your life and allow God to actually start to come in and begin that process. Lord, we just thank you today for who you are. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you are so happy to journey with us. I thank you, Lord, that even when we hop off the journey, you're so happy to begin again when we turn our eyes back to your purpose and your message and who you are. So Lord, this morning for people who are here And in their heart right now, they're holding these circumstances, these situations, these hurts, these disappointments, these dry bones of life. Lord, I just thank You this morning for Your life beginning to come back in, for hope beginning to ignite, for being able to change our narrative about what we see, for purpose and life and hope and opportunity to just begin to form sinews and muscles and flesh on those things again, and that you would breathe life into them and that you would bring life to those things, that those, those dreams, those situations, those circumstances that we have felt were beyond you. Because we know that you're working even when we can't see it. You're working even when we can't Feel it, and so today we just want to open our hearts and allow your spirit to come in and begin that process again with us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, before we finish, you know, maybe you're here this morning and and you know this is kind of new to you, but you've maybe you've gotten to the point like I did many years ago where I was like, Is it this is it? This is life. I don't feel like there's much there. I, I feel a little bit hopeless, I feel a little bit like if this is life, I've kind of done it. And maybe you're searching for something more. Maybe life's become like a bit of a valley of dry bones. Can I just say to you, maybe your next step this morning is to begin a journey with Jesus. It's that simple. Maybe it's just, you know, you're on a bit of a search, maybe taking a step towards Jesus this morning. And it's as simple as doing this. It's as simple as just going, you know, God, I pray like this. God, just come into my life. Show me how to live well. Bring hope and purpose to my life. I want to get to know you and begin that journey with Jesus. And I think you'd probably be quite amazed at where He's willing to take you and the lengths He's willing to go to, to to bring you into a great life this morning.